Hi, everybody. Hey, uh, guys. This is the podcast formerly known as... Um, Shut Up and Listen. Shut Up and Listen, but apparently there are 400, a bunch of things that are called Shut Up and Listen. And the fact that we had the F word in the title... Ah, uh, fuck is the word. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. The iTunes overlords said, no, 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 you can't curse here no more. And uh, so we're changing it to this is music for now. So that works. So, but it doesn't really fucking matter what the podcast is called. Um, I am sitting here with Charlie Pike. Yes, we are in a garage. We've, uh, this Park is a Mary really style. special edition we have going on here. This is for really gonna, our fans are gonna love this one. We have a guest. And, uh, uh, the guest is, his name is, um, Doug McCormick. From Boston, Massachusetts. From Massachusetts area. You might have heard of him from such projects as uh, Celebrity Jeopardy and uh, the Louie Anderson cartoon. Doug. I was on the cartoon. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. It's great to be here in this garage with you. This is music, Doug. This is. So how about that, uh, how about that beautiful... Beginning of our podcast, trying to figure it out for two fucking hours. So yeah. Do this. So we're, we're playing for a remote uh, place that we did it before, and uh, what we wanted to do this week is that we knew Doug was coming out to uh, visit a friend and us, and we told him to pick a couple albums that he wanted uh, to record. Yeah, and he sent us 15, 20. I mean, started at 20. Here we are. Uh, so we are doing puppets, no joke. Yes. May as well just start fucking getting into this bullshit. Yeah, we don't have time to fuck around. It's Meat Puppets, no joke. 1995 album. It's actually their ninth studio album, too. And in my limited uh, listening of this album, my first couple listens are I'm a big fan of it, and then I just started listening to or just reading reviews and saying about this, and I only know a couple of other two other uh, Meat Puppet albums pretty well, way most than Meat Puppets 2, and everybody's general consensus seems to be that this is Meat Puppets' worst album. Is that, I mean, is that just the internet people talking and and being negative about, for the sake of being negative, or, I mean, you guys, as Meat Puppet fans, how would you guys feel about this album uh, against the rest of the Earth Movement stuff? Well, I mean, first I guess you gotta back it up to like what, what this band is. It's three dudes, two brothers in the band. They're they're part of the legacy of tons of other brother bands out there. Uh, they started in 1980, um, and you know, before I get into what I think about this album compared to other ones, they're they're a band that started off hardcore, I guess you could call it. SST Records. Um, in '81, they came out with their first album, and it. They, they were touring with like Black Flag and um, as a as a pure just just straight up hardcore straight hardcore hardcore punk band um, and they got sick of it and very they, quickly they really liked to mess with the crowd so they started putting in some of the songs from the stuff that they grew up with old country songs and things like that and it would throw all the hardcore kids off and then they started to keep pushing it and pushing it. 
did they get uh, how big a, did they get like a decent following as a as a hardcore band or did they just give up on hardcore before anything was able to well, they come only, to fruition or they only made that one album right yeah, yeah. Um, what's it uh, their first album but before that they had the the single on SST it was uh, they called it in a car um, and it, it was two songs but I mean it's straight two three four five one you know just straight up and it, it's I mean the first album maybe 30 songs, 25, 30 yeah. songs. Some of them about a minute long. Yeah. And they do a Nielsen cover. They do a Grateful Dead cover. Um, they're just, you know, they, they, and that's the thing. They started getting closer to what they thought what their roots were, at least I think, um, with the country and the kind of psychedelic stuff. And that's... Um, and, stayed, and stayed hard, I think, you know? Yeah. No, and that's the thing I really like about them compared to all the other kind of smaller bands of the 80s and 90s is they had this country side to them and not country as in like fucking Willie Nelson or anything but it's almost that back country sit on a porch I mean they're, they're from Arizona it's desert music you know um, expansive vast open yes music. yeah yeah um, drugs yeah so so they so that's their ninth album again so they they went through this kind of hard, hardcore punk phase then more like psychedelic uh, we're reading cow punk whatever you want to call it they made a really psychedelic psychedelic album called mirage which is the drums almost sound like a drum machine playing yeah and they got like synthesizers it's, going like crazy yeah. out my way and um quavos they have that i don't know how they mix the drums but the guy's a monster drummer and it's like Derek Foster, Derek Foster. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. To me, I mean, to me, it's, it sounds like them. But if I went in there and was like, hey, can you make this sound like a Casio? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sweat for 25 minutes to make it sound like a Casio. There's definitely that, that really lo-fi Casio sound yeah. going on in the 80s. So they're, so they're kind of building up. I, again, I don't know how big their following was. I don't think they had a huge following. Mm-hmm. But I think they could tour on their own and kind of get by. And that's, that's what they were doing, pretty much just touring non-stop anybody who would have them anything they could get together really yeah this was a band that fucking just the 150 shows a year I think are just always torn working their ass off yeah. it, it's that do-it-yourself type band and I guess that's that hardcore ethic that yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. had um, and then the 90s came and in came fucking whatever you want to call it grunge uh, music from Seattle from the other side of the fence and there was men his name is Kirk Bang and uh, he always talked about them and, you know, kind of what his favorite bands were. That was one of them. And then, obviously, they played on Unplugged. Yep. Um, he picked three of their songs to play, and some of those have become, uh, I think, Lake of Fire is the radio, yeah. radio yeah. standard. Um, and it, it kind of showed people who who never even heard of them that these are great songs. Mm-hmm. Underneath, the, the thing with, with Kurt... Kirkwood singing. He's he's got this monotone. You know, he doesn't really scream. He doesn't yeah go up or down much. He's got this monotone voice. And if you don't like that, then you're not gonna like this band. Yeah, yeah and you if you listen to it, you do go, oh okay, I see the I see the influence, or I mean, maybe not a direct ripoff, but there are some times where it's like, oh who what came first, the chicken or the egg here? Right. As far as you know, not so much as like Nirvana sounding, you know songs that this like uh musically they don't necessarily you know go together but vocally kurt and kurt definitely sound uh 
definitely have a some similarities in yeah I, I i hear sometimes kirk Cobain now listening to this album that he almost took on this accent that kirk kirk, kirk has from phoenix from whatever that uh, whatever that yeah. accent is he kind of took that on yeah kind of pushed it yeah himself um but that kind of well right around that time that's when they got a major uh, major label signing mm-hmm. to do a couple albums and their first one uh, was too high to die and that came out in 94 94 yeah um, another great album. You could, you could, that could have been one of them that we, we chose. There's, there's a number of them. But um, the thing I, I like about this one was this was the last album that they had as, as the original members. So they've been together 15 years. And this is kind of their, it's not a goodbye. They didn't know that this was going to happen. But this was, they were in a lot of turmoil. There was a lot of expectations. They were going to be the next. And, and essentially, you know, the first record didn't really catch on the very first one too high and then no no uh just meat puppets uh, yeah. self-titled and then they did meat puppets too and that had the songs that people know on it yeah and they did you know a boost in their you know uh exposure or whatever but this was like they had their major hit with too high to die and backwater and then um we call it lake of fire they do a remake on that album as well yeah tons of great songs on there but then they have to They've been together for this, you know, so many years, and now they have to do their kind of like we've got to outdo ourselves this time. Like yeah. this is the one that the record company's been waiting for. This follow up to the big hit, and it was the last record with them together. I mean, what happened? What happened to uh, Beat Puppets? That this was the last album as, as the four the four piece. Well, it, well, three piece. They they actually did hire a guitarist though. Okay. To, yeah. To for the actual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the three pieces are just the. Session guy, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. What happened? Uh, <laughs> what happened after this? Well, shocker, drugs. Yeah, they're uh, a big part of this uh, band, and they've always been, you know, psychedelic, hot, uh, drinking, coke, whatever. But not to this junkie level where yeah. Chris Kirkwood, the bassist, and obviously the brother, was full blown heroin addict at this yeah. time, and also their mother was had cancer. Um, and Chris Kirkwood was taking care of her somehow in his yeah. heroin stupor. So you got your kind of grand statement that you're going to make. You got all these major label people telling you, and I've read a lot of interviews, they're just like, this is going to be huge. You're going to be great. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be the next Nirvana. Maybe not saying exactly like that, yeah. but this is the big moment. You're going to be great. We, we, we see a lot of things coming. So he's got that on his head. Then he's got his brother, who's also his bandmate. On heroin yeah. and just not showing up, showing up late. Yeah, make uh, there's some you can go on YouTube and watch some interviews and he's just erratic and yeah, you just see the no, friction going on. Yeah, and Kurt's just kind of like, dude, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he Kurt actually moved to L.A. at this time too from Phoenix. He was he was going through relationship issues too. He was I guess he was seeing someone in uh, L.A. He was also dating someone that he, he or they were like on great on the men's so you got this guy in the middle of like a hurricane and it's kind of all on him and, and i'm not putting down the the drummer and the, and the basses but it looked like you know he, he had a lot it, it was kind of all thrown on his shoulders yeah to write this up yeah this album. and it's called no joke yeah which is kind of a perfect uh name for it it sounds like at this time and came, came with a coloring book too in the original release, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's got a great, great cover of some clown worm. Man. Yeah, I, that's uh, I believe that's Kurt's 
daughter. Yes. I don't know how old she was when she drew it, but... Uh, it's a very 90s cover. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah, just that kind of goofy. It's like, hey, we got a computer. Yeah. Let's see what we can yeah, do. Microsoft Paint or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Another cool thing about the band is they all did, they were all artists too. Yeah. So a lot, all their covers are either them mm-hmm. or a friend of theirs, or they all get like a part that they do, like the back cover or the front or the inside sleeve. Yeah. So it's just everything's hands on. And this is the moment where, whatever, this is this was supposed to be their moment. You, you read reviews that people say it's their worst album. I mean, what are you going to say? You can't. Uh, I, th- well, this this album, again, having very very recent experience with this, it's a pop album. They're a pop band. Yeah. yeah. He wants to. He yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, every song, the, the, his, the vocal melodies, even though he doesn't have, you know, that, like, Range. great voice, his melodies are fucking awesome. So, and, and with you know, just the instruments, it's pretty much straight 4-4 four, four or something like that. Yeah. And, and just, you know, it's not incredibly, uh, you know, it's not like in Rainbows or something with a bunch of strings and yeah, stuff. It's yeah, pretty yeah. much I mean, guitar. I mean, it's stripped down rock. Yeah, I mean, but they, I mean, that's the thing is they went from, I mean, uh, uh, Too High to Die, it's it's produced really well and it's, it's one of their better produced albums because some of their production isn't that great, especially in the mid-80s stuff. But then they had this one, no joke, and it was the guitars. Yeah, There's so many fucking layers and everything like that. The drums sound better than they did on mm-hmm. any other album. Um, and that's the thing is, I think they they had a little bit of money and they had a little bit of backing and just were trying to go for it. But you know, and that's good that you mentioned that pr- the production on this and the last album was by Paul Larry, who's the guitarist for Buckle Surfers. Yeah. And I think that's what you're saying. You know, in the '80s, that the albums can be a little hodgepodge of yeah good recordings, and then some yeah. of it's a little, little hanky. But I think they also wanted to go for that. They weren't trying to go for this overpolished sound. But you know, as you're saying, it's stripped down. There's that the song "Head" on the album that we'll get to. That's got violins in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they and they, you know, after two, they started introducing pianos and synthesizers. Yeah, the, I think and everything, there's you know? uh, a couple piano ones in this one, and it's yeah. just like. That's a nice piano ballad, yep. and then you know they they beef up it up a bit, but yeah, I mean for people to say that this is a again who gives a shit what people think we're um, we're doing albums that are actually really good albums. Yeah, so no, and that's the thing album. is most people you'd be like, oh, it's not gonna, it doesn't have backwater on it. Yeah, it's like well, <laughs> shit, man. Or they're or they're hardcore fans probably think it's yeah, it's sold out. Yeah, it's sold out or it's too produced or whatever. You know, they apparently liked it. They like the record. They they do say that. Too High to Die is more of their, that sounds more like them live. This just sounds like them making an album. Yeah, a studio a record. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, they liked it. it I think it's it's a, definitely dark. Because the other thing I kind of like about the band is they're goofy at sometimes, and they write these great kind of serious, I don't mm-hmm. know, serious songs, mm-hmm. which is a darker song. This seems to have like a darker vibe to it, and obviously kind of the things I was saying was going yeah. on. Yeah. I can't, you can't ignore that yeah. going on in your life. Especially when the guy you're looking at playing chords with and, and yeah. playing bass with and your brother strung out <laughs> yeah. so uh, anyways let's just get to the album um, and they they come off starting with the single uh, for for the album uh, called Scum and it's it's uh, you know whatever your preference is for the album this is a, a great beginning yeah it's, a, it's a pretty good summation so yeah. started hot Scum I'm scum. 
Namensgaben. sounds the most like that kind of stuff and then the rest of the album goes in a little different direction yes this sounds like them trying to make a grunge pop song yeah um, but yeah get into the, the lyrics I mean it's beautiful under the stone we find the scum under the stars we find the scum yeah I think he's calling everything's called scum. scum huh and everything's scum yeah, and in, in, um, in some forgettable lie we crawled across the borderline, kiss the enemy until I finally traveled out of time. I, you know, like a lot, I, I've read some reviews and stuff that a lot of people are saying like a lot of these are about his brother. I don't know if he'd be that direct. I, I think he's a bigger thing. I think if he was going to be direct, he'd come out and say, you know, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> the song called Asshole. You, you know, they, I mean, they don't, that's the thing they're not pulling it I don't think they pull very many they got songs where the whole thing is that whistling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Over some kick-ass fucking bass and guitar stuff. They, they do good calling this molly, you know, quadruple time. Yeah. You're not gonna, there's no hidden meaning to that. To me, you know, it's like, you're coming out to rip, fucking rip. And if it was, I think a, a, a lot of these songs that are about the brother would be like, hey, Chris, you're a dick. Yeah, and you might throw a little yeah. line in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you want to waste your time, like, just talking about your brother on the album. No, no, and I'm sure, I mean, you know, same thing, you know, we write different things, and there's meanings hidden under it, and then you come back to it, and there's a meaning under there, but, I mean, I think it's, it, he does a lot of, to me, a lot of their songs are fairy tales, or fables, and it's just a broad, kind of all-encompassing, hey, you know, scum, you know, there's a witch in the woods, there's fucking banker at the bank, you know, they're yeah. all scum, you know, shit you step in. Even but, himself. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, I love the, the second verse, I thought a beautiful thing, a fire was yeah. in my mind. Yeah. It's very, it's poetic. Uh, but I think, you know, he's just kind of, we're making up this story here. Exactly. Yeah, and he'd hate it. It's great. Yeah. Because he's just like, I put the words together because they sound good together. 
Yes, there's yeah. a there's a quote about him saying that. Um, I think it's a, on a song later on, but the music makes me want to set a certain tone with the lyrics. It seems already set. No matter what you write, it's gonna be that. Music always says a lot more. The notes and the chords, the melodies, and then pick words that sound cool over the music. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, just kind of he's got the melody. Great melody, great hard little rip. You know, it's actually basic. Do, 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 oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. Nothing really, kind of that step up, chord progression. Nice little solo. And then what, what was it, two minutes, two and a half minutes long? That is, uh, Scum is three, four minutes. Three. The whole song? Yeah. Four minutes? Three it's minutes, four minutes? Three long? minutes and 54 seconds. Oh, okay. Well, I guess um, it's perfect for the radio. I thought it was shorter <laughs> than that. It seems like it goes it's shorter down. than most of their songs. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, a great way to start off the album. Uh, I don't think the single did anything. No, it had a cool video though. Did it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just kind of fucking around in front of a green screen and like driving big fake trucks and stuff like that, being uh, like uh, road workers and stuff in this kind of cartoony place. Word. Yeah. And just to uh, so your grand statement, what's your first single? Calling everyone scum. Mm -hmm. So people kind of singing along, and you don't realize you're singing to these kind of shit on you. What a beautiful way to go out. <laughs> I mean, if that's, yeah, if that's your, your if that's a meat puppet's thing to do, if other guys that want to just do yeah, the shit for the fuck is doing it, call it scum and just be calling people, everybody well, scum. I mean, you know. And not having a meaning, it's, it's like you said, it's the, it is the broader, it is a broader spectrum of, uh, of fables and stuff like that, just broad structure of human yeah. behavior, existence, whatever. Pretty much existence, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Great tune. I, I, I'm a big fan. I like the way it starts, and uh, I think it's it's got two kind of heavy songs, and then the album kind of drops into this other zone. So the next heavy song is called Nothing. Slow it down. It's a thing. Do 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 do
you know, speed it up a little bit. What's it fucking acid on top of it? <laughs> you know what it kind of sounds like? Um, That's your sad man on the top That's interesting. I was going to say, uh, you know, <laughs> the, do, the, the, just the guitar line. Yeah. Do, 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 well, you do, know, do, do the evolution. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. We should call some lawyers. I mean, even, out. even. <laughs> well, that song came out after, we can but get it's, money, it's, got right that, it's got that sound to it. Um, I, I like it. I mean, there's the lyric-wise. I mean, he's pretty much just letting you know he's nothing. Uh, I'm a hole in this time full of holes. Is he getting, like, all scientific there? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, how many holes does he take to fill the, uh... Oh, the whole at atoms? Nothing's yeah, really connected. You're a hole. I don't know, because I've read some things where he was getting into science, reading science books at this time, yeah. and just kind of... But I, I think that, I mean, it's the same thing as any lyricist, that they're into something at that point that kind of pull from it without maybe not knowing, not doing it intentionally. But, yeah. You know, maybe they had a flood and they needed a clear, dry space. <laughs> there is clear, dry space. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the song's about. It's just got a nice kind of groove to it. Like, I, I like the way that you explained it being a country kind of like yeah. at the core of it. Like and that's, a, that's a, the uh, current in an interview is like, you know, I write, I write a basic song and then bring it to Chris, and Chris will put some stupid frog thing in there. Yeah. And it becomes, that's what the meat puppets are, you know? And, and you can hear it in a few of the songs further in the album. It's like, okay, there's only so many chords in the song. Okay, well, we gotta go, you know? Yeah. But the thing about this album, too, is I've seen them, say, five or six times, and they don't play anything from this album at all. Maybe they never, never heard them play any of it. So it could be one of those maybe they were disappointed. I don't know. Maybe it's like uh, so Shante. Yeah. If you won't play one up or if you wouldn't play one hot minute, maybe that's what it is for them, but I don't know. Definitely a lot of probably more emotion than we might feel. Yeah, maybe know? he doesn't want to go to that place. Yeah. Maybe this here maybe it reminds him of that of really dark days. It could be that. And, and another thing I want to notice about the, the thing that I really like with the Kirkwoods is they sound great harmonizing together. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not these beautiful singers. Yeah, two, but of the, two of the weirdest voices. <laughs> and it's a very, they have, they do have a kind of a, they do have some sort of auto-tune on this. Not auto, maybe not auto-tune, but a, there is an effect on their voice that's making it a little. Oh, phase. Uh, yeah. Fade, but like, it's not making it, it's not auto-tune. It's not making no, no, it sound bad. No, no, yeah, I just meant something, it's got something on the. But which, in their harmonies, yeah, it does. It has like almost like the, uh, almost has like an eight bit, like yeah, yeah, so yeah, it, it, it almost it, yeah, well, almost maxes out at certain points. Well, don't you think it's more that instead of him harmonizing, he's actually just singing kind of the same thing? Yeah, but they just, just adding that full yeah, sound. Yeah, to it. yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they sound great doing that. I don't think the drummer does any Yeah, he's pretty funny in interviews. What? <laughs> sorry. One other thing that. that my thing I don't like about this, I think it goes a little too long. See, I always love this. Really? You uh, like yeah, this part? Yeah, it was like, to me, it was like Hendrix or something. It was like, wow, wow. I mean, I'm that, I like that. I do too. I just, I wish there was a part when the drums kind of build up. It's like, bum, 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 bum. If they just kind of let that simmer out, it's only about the last 30 seconds. Yeah. And then it goes in, because it would sound nice drifting into this next song. 
shows is a similar thing it's like hey we're gonna just fucking shred yeah no and I, I, I like it that's just I wish it was a little shorter for me yeah because I really like how I really love this next song and I think they could have done a, a more album kind of segue into it if they ended it kind of let the distortion kind of fade away and then come into song number three head 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 move This is their first uh, piano song, I think. Maybe not ever. I know they've used yeah, yeah. synthesizers and all that, but this Good is. Good Miss Molly's got the piano on it too. This is where they went. This is where they used the studio. Yes. yes. You know? Yep. This is where they did their Sergeant Pepper. They, they got the cellos. Mm-hmm. You don't hear this, and it's really the rest of the albums. This is kind of their beginning of the experiment that they went weird. You know, they had the two. Heavy songs, and then they have this song. I personally think this is a beautiful song. Yeah. Lyric-wise, uh, piano, cello, just out of their comfort zone. And maybe, maybe not to them. There's like it's just another song. Didn't even think about it. Um, and it also, you know, if we're talking about history and stuff, it made me feel like I was 15 again when we first listened to this. Yeah. The song brought back those night. You know, I, I, when you when you say it long ago, the other night, far, far away. Someone just said that to you, you'd be like, wow, that's, I could 
wrote that in a second. But yeah. long ago, the other night, I love that. Mm -hmm. Just you know, you had a great night, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that was two weeks ago, and then you're like, oh, that was last year, and then oh wait, we're dead, and then we're <sighs> dead. yeah, I, I like that. It, it has that feeling to it that he's longing for youth. Yeah, I mean, but the the verses are more. It seems about drugs. Drugs. Or, yeah. I, I yeah I don't know. Thanks for nothing. Here's my only prayer. Then I think it's was I talking about how fast cocaine goes when you when you buy it back? Potentially. <laughs> crystal eight balls on the table. Yeah. I love the the wordplay. Yeah. Because yeah. the crystal eight ball the eight ball is gonna predict the future, but you got the crystal eight ball. Uh, and it'll tell you that you need more cocaine. Thanks for nothing. Um, just I just think it's a really pretty song, and I like that about. Bands, and I think they even said that they wanted to make beautiful music too. There's yeah. just the hard. That's why they didn't like hardcore. At, at the end of the day, they were just it was too same soundy, mm -hmm. and they well, not not <clears throat> not open to show sensitive or beauty or just another side of you. And and that's I mean that's why to me one of, that's that's why this is one of the bands that just kind of is like hey man, do what you want. People are gonna listen or they're not and. You got to get it out of your head at the end of the day, you know. So, go for it. And I've just always been um, big fan. Big fan, but I mean, also like just just writing wise and music wise. And and this is one of those songs that was just kind of like, oh, I li I like uh, rock and roll music. And I was like, oh, let's let's, get, let's just fucking bring it down a notch. I like the slow chunk, the guitar, and it's like, did it, did it, did it, did it, did. And the, the, there's like good uh, guitar piano interplay. They, mm -hmm. They're kind of playing some same melody lines. Yeah. Um, we don't know who the is playing. Yeah, piano. we're looking for the piano player now, but it doesn't tell you who the cello player is either. On the, I, I read a lot of interviews about around this time, and I just I don't know. We don't know who's playing that piano. Maybe we'll try. Maybe you could send us a message just right in for us. Yeah, all you hard. You do the work. Yeah, the winner. The winner will get another free podcast next week. Um, oh, so. the old, they're taking, he's taking a little, he's pulling a card from the Ricky Gervais. Um, well, we like to, we like to show appreciation to people yeah, listening yeah. to the podcast. I like that. Um, I do. You the like the cello, song. yeah, dude, this is, I think, the the first two were kind of, you know, me never hearing this album. Again, I'm coming from that, you know, the whole time, so I, I don't need to do the disclaimer every fucking time I No, talk. I like it, you're getting uh, better at it. <laughs> Um, the, it's, it immediately was my favorite song on the album, yeah. especially with those first two. Not that those aren't great songs, but I've heard, we've kind of all heard those songs before. Mm -hmm. And not that, not that, you know, Head is, is completely, um, completely, you know, groundbreaking or anything like that. But I love hearing songs that have extra shit going on. Yeah. You know, just the p piano, as a piano player, I love anytime piano gets into any rock and roll music. Uh, and just a straight up piano. It's yeah. not you know it's not a weird like uh, synth or anything like that. No. Kind yeah. of just someone sitting at a that's baby I mean, grand like, piano. On, on anytime you heard, and the cello when the cello comes yeah. in is fucking awesome. Yep. There's that yeah that really low end mm -hmm. drop in. Um. I mean the piano like heavy hard chords at the beginning, with the, with the cello going right away, is yeah it's uh, there's I think I picked three of my top favorite albums or songs in this album. And this is this is the first one. Yeah, that's the one that uh, jumps that out. Takes, that takes my my favorite. Me as well. When when I was fifteen, it was my favorite. Still is. Uh, there's actually a couple other ones that I've grown to love a lot more too. But yeah, uh, this is if if we have to do top three, this is in there. 
Um, just and I like the really simple melody, do 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 yeah. do, but it works. It's really catchy. Um, still don't know who plays. It's, it's almost like a it kind Joey, of sounds like Joey a, Huffman. All right, Joey Hoffman. Joey Huffman. Yeah. Can't anything else? Plays the, anything the B3, else? Was in? B3. Um, I'm not sure what else he was in. We'll give a yeah, yeah. Give him some shout outs. Yeah, we don't know who yes. you are, Joey Huffman, no. but, but if uh, you're out there, good job. Well played. I wonder if that was a guitar first song. Well, that's what I'd like to. I'd like to know how it was written, and then you know, was it so overproduced and it had the piano and the cello in it, mm-hmm. and then somebody was like, "Just mute everything. Let's see what that sounds like." And they were like, "Well, that's we it. did it." Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's it is a I mean and these guys at this point are pretty seasoned it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me for them to go in and be like you know because sometimes it's like oh it's just that riff repeating and then all of a sudden it's like wham it's like they hit all the yeah. inputs at once and everything's back up on um, on other albums so I mean that's what I'd like to think anyways I'd like to think that there's this whole other other music that we don't hear to it and we love this version of it and it's, you know just what something like, that what you mean, like what other what it I, would be you know maybe there's a, a full string quartet and it's yeah. not just cello maybe there's accordion or you know little lutes or something like that I, I mean know. just as everybody being in band you think how many when you first start playing a song yeah it's like what how it many overdubs how, can we do yeah. on this because yeah. it's going to sound awesome do you think the unplugged them going on that kind of made them go this direction no 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 that's what that's what I mean they're they're essentially uh, a crunch, a, a country kind of like rock band, yeah. and it's like that simple stuff. It, that's what they do, and then they're in a studio and they're you know partaking in whatever extracurricular chemicals they're taking. And let's add this, let's add that. Hey, we didn't do this on the last one. Let's double this up, triple yeah. this up. It's just depends, and it, who knows what they're doing in the studio where it's like, okay, I'm doing guitars this week. Nobody come in, or it's like. They're all in there, and they're all just going crazy. It's like, dude, let me try it. Yeah, let's try that. <laughs> but in any fucking case, it's beautiful, beautiful song. You're so oh, special. Yeah. I don't like you. You'll always be my only friend. Is that to his brother? or Is that to himself? Well, I think a lot of I I I, I don't think he like I said before. I think that most of it's probably about him. Well, that I was just doing yeah. that for for shits and giggles. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any any. Specific parts are in this you guys want to hear? Well, there's a or, piano uh, or there's a cello in this too. Yeah. We, yeah, I don't have. The, I don't have the time in it. I mean, it's it's kind of right third, three fourths in. Mm-hmm. If you want to just jump in there for a second, yeah. um, it, you kind of just the, the breakdown when the strings kind of. No, no, it was a joke. Oh. No joke is the name of the album, and guess what else he said? It's a joke, and it's on me. Oh. Life, scum, nothing. Yeah, let's keep going. Let's see if we can make a whole sentence. (laughs) So, yeah, you want to find the part? Should we move on to the next song? Just, what do you want to (laughs) shoot? You can move on to the next one. We're uh, just just in the in the uh, for the sake of brevity, and I'll continue to talk to not just get to the next song. Uh, Track number four, Taste of the Sun. Taste of the Sun. They say it's just a taste of the sun.
Nighttime is always a friend. Love that line. We didn't hear it because George stopped it right Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, never said I was the best producer. This is where they get into their, like, country mid-tempo songs. These next three, they're, they're in that vein. Uh, it's a very swingy, swingy, dancey kind of mm-hmm. just swaying, like, <laughs> yeah. dancey. If you can't yeah. see George now, he's you know? swaying. Yeah. yeah. No, he's got a hula hoop. This was this was going to be the second single. They I, apparently were getting it all prepped, and I don't know if they did like a test, but the, all of a sudden they no longer their company, uh, their management no longer wanted to push it, and they pretty much just said that by that time we were being dropped. They just felt like yeah, we're, we're, that first single scum didn't do anything. Prepping this, it doesn't look like anything's happened with this album, and they well, were, and and they were getting a little too fucked up. And the record company is like, we're not sinking mon- money into, you know, junkies. That's actually, it came out that they asked Kurt, what do you think the main reason is why you dropped? And he said, my brother. Yeah. And junkie. Yeah. They they already saw Kurt Cobain die, and then they had all these other bands that were all junkies, and they just couldn't take that uh, that chance anymore. No. Especially on a band that wasn't selling records, so you got a junkie yeah. band, and you're not so. Well, I mean, this is their bands. their what you said ninth record, right. right? And this is essentially the first time anybody's heard them, right? Yeah. Besides Backwater, and so, Unplugged, and Unplugged, but you're like, eh, I love Unplugged. Yeah. So so you're right. This is a this swing. is really the first the first time that they start to kind of get that what they sound like to me on this record, you know. You think this is their them at their kind of purest? It's 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 not the purest, but it's like they're really good at writing a nice, a pretty song. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's it's funny when you when you pick this album finally, where we decided that this is the one we're gonna do. I I went on a hike and I was driving down the mountains, and the first couple songs were on. It was great, and then this song and the next three came on, and it was just like late in the evening. The sun was starting to go down, and it's got that. You know, it, it almost I'm kind of out in an area where it's almost like you're in a desert kind of yeah. land. You got mountain ranges all around you, and it's it is the perfect soundtrack for that kind of. Visual. Well, to me, growing up and since this album came out, it's like I only listen to the first three songs for eight months, and then I get into the middle of the mm-hmm. album, and then I get into the end of the album, and and I stay in that area, and it's awesome. just you know different parts at different times speak to you a little bit more but this is a this is a good kind of if you don't want to listen to the 80s production and things like that and yeah kind of like you know going going a little bit too fast or out of out of tune or nothing sounds as well produced this is a good start if you're like hey i don't want anything heavy this is very easy listening yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but not like <clears throat> eagles easy no 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 but well, i mean i mean not you know. actually now i think i'm not unlike the eagles yeah in, in this yeah. It's in this song yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it's just it's it's very white people music. But the thing is, mm-hmm. it's very easy listening. But it's again dark tones going mm-hmm. on here, and yeah. it, it, it yeah. sounds like he's singing to a junkie or or a, someone that's saying you're you're doing all these things to get to a higher plane, or you're you're chasing beauty. But all I'm really seeing is 
Well, I mean, he was doing the sim- he was doing similar things. He wasn't doing hard drugs, but he was fucking off too. Yeah. So I mean, that's a, a lot of it's probably the same thing you or I would say. It's like, oh, was this song about so and so? It's like actually, it's about I stubbed my toe. You know, this is this is this is about me. Most of the stuff is about the person who's writing it. You know, yeah. especially the way that. To me, the way that this band works, but I mean, you 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 say it's just the taste of the sun you're after, but you're calling out in the wind in your broken laughter to the wind in your broken laughter. So, yeah. I mean, but he's no slouch with the uh, with the poetic with the wordplay, the poetic yeah, yeah. lyrical uh, twist the words there. Um, another like just the kind of poems. I mean, obviously songs yeah, yeah, are yeah. poems, but not every song looks like a poem this just looking you know learning at the lyrics uh, lost in my room locked open the, the sparkling shadow of shadows of dance I'm endlessly caught in this way it's pretty you know it's pretty yeah, yeah. words yeah. <laughs> it sounds like just to me he wants to get to a place that he doesn't it's it, maybe he feels like he's getting to a higher place and he's just kind of falling back into old, yeah. old ways I mean it could be looking at their career that's true. This could be a swan song kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but How many yeah. albums did they make after this? Well, they broke up. Yeah. The, as that th- as the original yeah, lineup. Yeah, Derek Bostrom never, was out, out after that. Never to come the back. The drummer never came back. And then um, Chris was dealing with his shit. For a while. For a while. And then I think it's 1999 uh, or 2000, they come out with Golden Lies. Mm-hmm. 2000, yeah. With, um, and that's uh, Kurt Kirkwood singing guitar player. They got another guitar player, another bass player, and then uh, the drummer that they're currently with. This guy, Shannon. And uh, it's great. And then they actually put out a live album with that tour. Um, <coughs> and then and Chris then, came back in like 2006, right? Yeah, and they had another drummer. They did two albums with him, I think, Ted Marcus. And he was a little guy, and he produced the albums, but he was a very boop and it was country, more country-esque, mm-hmm. slim down pop, and it wasn't that great. And then um, they've had two, two albums with uh, Chris, two albums with with Chris and the guy Shannon on drums. So, um, and 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 on tour they have um, Kurt's son Elmo plays guitar. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So you got you got a family right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah, and apparently he just gave his brother a ring. He thought he went through enough stuff. He, mm-hmm. looked, he went through his rehab and was looking good. And he want you know I think they're obviously really close. And uh, yeah. he wanted them back in the band. Yeah, you, yeah. was he was he giving him that you know when you're fucking clean type of? Oh no, he was he was clean and he was he was he was out of jail and all that kind of stuff and was. Like, it, but in that time where he was where he was in the band and then he wasn't in that band. Was there, was he a junkie periodic, periodically? Yeah. The whole, that whole, yeah, the whole yeah, he, he, years, he, was that? he attacked a security a guard. security guard at a post office with his baton, his own baton. So the dude <laughs> shot him in the stomach a few times. I would say two or three times, and then he went to jail for the assault, and then came out. And he he was he's a little skinny guy now, but and you know when they were younger, and he was up to I think like almost three hundred pounds. Fat or jail or fat. prison weight? Oh, fat. Like fat. Yeah. And then now he's like right back down to you know, eating cigarettes, and that's pretty much it. You know? <laughs> but 
but he seems like he's in a good place. So man, they're they're all very happy to be doing it. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see them, and I think I mean, every time I see them, they get better, which is funny because they're older guys. Now. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, they're musicians. They should be getting better. Yeah, and the drummer, first thing he gets on stage, he like sits down, hits the snare to test it. Ah, it's too hot already. He takes his shirt off right away. It's nice. awesome. Little skinny, <laughs> little skinny guy. It's awesome. All right, on to the next song. On to the Emperor. Uh, number five. So, yeah, number song, uh, my favorite, first, first favorite song of the record. There you go. Yep, Vampires. As I'm lying there, cold comforts blown from nowhere. be with you George uh, this song like it just keeps on climbing up to the top of the well they're on the mountain yeah <laughs> Maybe um, that's what it is very Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers here huh yeah I mean also, even, even also, the way he's singing it is very is yeah. damn the torpedoes era Tom uh, <laughs> Tom Petty's just his singing and everything else in the back I could absolutely see Tom Petty yeah. singing this song yeah not as so, well yeah I don't think as well but and for me, it's that slide underneath. That yeah. Is just... Well, I mean, that's the thing. So, okay, so every other song had 19 super distorted guitars going crazy. And, you know, that one song, you think the end is too long. But this one, it's like, okay, here's 10. Here's a really nice, clean guitar tone. Here's some nice slide, a little bit of delay on it, and then acoustics, you know? Yeah. You can hear him harmonizing with himself and, and with Chris singing in the back. It's like the drums, nice, steady, just right in the pocket. That's that's why I like Derek Bostrom, because he could do those, you know, fast punk stuff, and then just sit there and cruise on this song. And that's what that, the slide, it's like a car going by you. Yeah, I mean, and that chunky guitar again, that yeah. you know, that little funk yeah. kind of rhythm going on, yeah. and it melts out here. Solo singing the same exact melody mm -hmm. as uh, the verse, which is always a smart way to go if you if you're not going to go all out jamming. Yeah, just sing along so it keeps the the song moving on. Uh, the shaking, shaking part. It's there's something about it. It's just it's the exact perfect word to be saying the way he says it for that chorus it's kind of falling down a mountain melody yeah um i mean and you got the little arpeggio guitar underneath mm. absolutely beautiful and now it seems like it kind of just even slowed down a little more here. kind of yeah. just float well it's this thing it just kind of opens up i would call this space country music space country yeah it's just very kind of, kind of like space trucking a little space truck, and I, I, just, I imagine this is what Phoenix looks like. Yes. It, it well, just I mean, sounds it's, like it's the thing. It's like 
they're one of those bands to me that it's kind of like um, like the Stooges or the MC5. You can smell Detroit on that music. Same thing with like Captain Beefheart and the the first Magic Band. You can hear the desert, man. You can hear yes. they have this different vibe because they're in a different um, a different environment. Um, yeah, the MC5 would never write this song. No. They yes. write it. Yes. I'm talking to Joy. Our producer's uh, getting a round of beers for everyone. <laughs> I, I thought you were changing. He's mind. producing you know beer. No for us. or yeah. yes. I'm a producer of things. Yes. Vampires. What is it about? Is it just about the people around him? Uh, is he just again just having words just to fit in words? There's no real yeah. reason to it. It's two albums in a row that uh, we have a song with vampires on it. Vampire Blues. That's uh, true. In, in on the beach, and then uh, I'm thinking Rainbows had any. Uh, Start it over again. It's about to end. The what? The songs in oh. Um Yeah, I mean, I see the candles on the mountain. I see the vampires that surround them. I think they're having some sort of ritual on this mountain that he's talking about. Maybe he saw this on acid. It, you know, his uh, color is changing, reflecting everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would. I've never done drugs, so I don't know. Yeah, you wouldn't know, but wouldn't apparently know. you see colors. Um, I just think it's these, these nice words. That I don't think there's really a meaning here for, for what I see. It's just, it, it kind of just paints a nice little picture over the sound, yeah. the soundscape. And, and, you know, that brings up the... They are also fine artists, you know, so they could be doing the same thing that they would do with colors, you know, this looks good next to that, this word works with this word, and it's creating a scene or a story or or whatever, and I mean, because I don't think they're, it's too hot in um, Arizona for vampires, isn't it? A little hot for vampires, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe this is maybe, no, maybe it's too cold, that's why they're shaking. Well, maybe when he moved to L.A., this is when he well, saw Well, that vampires. could also... There are a lot of vampires yeah. out here. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't like what he's and seeing. there's a freeway running through the yard. I'm out in Pasadena? Yeah. Oh, no, it's Reseda. Yeah. Where you, where you been? <laughs> you going back to Tom Petty? <laughs> yeah. Just, you want... We'll is do that Tom, where you were going? Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll go to Tom Petty some other time. All right, beautiful song. Uh, enough Tom Petty. No more Tom Petty. We got two Dude, nice more pop Tom songs. Petty reference. Yes. We're going to the next pop. Lightweight song. Pretty song. Predator. Ooh, this is a nice one. But the B3 in this one, it it's gives the it a completely, only time, yes. a completely different vibe. again yeah definitely these three in a row yeah were are very pretty ballady sort of uh walt or not ballady waltzy maybe um it's country country yeah so yeah waltzy would be i wonder if country fans are 
or that well, there was, too there weird? Was a, I worked with an older guy in an office for a while, and we were kind of exchanging music, and he was a bluegrass guy. Mm-hmm. And in the day, he was a, a big fan of the Grateful Dead, and I gave him uh, Me Puppets 2 and uh, Attack by Monsters. Okay. And he gave me... Uh, Really he gave me shit. He gave me the runs. Um, I can't remember the Grateful Dead album because I really couldn't take it. Um, but, you know, he was like, wow, these guys owe a lot to Carl Perkins and, you know, the Grateful Dead, really. You mm-hmm. know? And like I said, they do uh, Good Golly Miss Molly. They do kind of the, they tweak it um, so that it's more like the Credence Clearwater. Um Dom, 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 dom. Um, if you take the distortion off this song, it sounds just like a standard 50s. And then this, pop then song. they go into this middle part that yeah, makes let's it, turn it up here. Turn it up for a second. And that, that phase, I mean, I have I could tell you I've owned probably maybe 15 different, different phaser pedals and looked at every gear website that I could to find out on early albums and then on this album what he's using for a phaser. To me, it's just so goddamn creamy, mm-hmm. you know? It's just... Yeah, and again, going, it sounds just like a very standard song. It does go oh, yeah. shift into that bridge. It just shifts into that bridge, but this is just... And from the little research that I did try to find out about it, there are references, it seems like, to maybe his mom being, this is, mm-hmm. she's got cancer. Yeah. She's in bed, you know, they're, and they're trying to take care of her, and there's just certain little... Um, lines in there just sound like someone someone that's not in a good place and to see it in an appellate I don't know if that means just try to look at it in a positive way yeah. maybe that maybe the apple in her eye yeah I don't know if the it's the light in her, her eyes mm-hmm. um, there was something about a sleep sleep in an old chair sleep over another time thought circling nowhere captured in a bed of lime well lime will dissolve a body is Predator cancer? Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, the, yeah. the thing that's after, uh, I don't know, his mom or just all of us. Like, I'm sure, that, again, there's probably tons of ways to look at it, but it just, it, it's got that. I like your way, though. Thank you. <laughs> and my way is just a way that I think he kind of referenced in an interview. So yeah. I'm trying to take what he says that face yeah, yeah, yeah. most of the time. Um, be- three beautiful pop songs right in a row. Yeah. So, my favorite part of the album. These are the three, uh, number well, four, from head, four, five, and six. From head, yeah. three, four, or, five, six. Three through five. Three through six. Yes. So, uh, track, track number seven. Anything, anything else about Predator? No, go on. Number seven, uh, Poison Arrow. It's warm. Yeah. And then this is another one, you know, Poison Arrow. Stick it in your arm. <laughs>
poison there. George, so I was gonna stop it there anyways by like fading it out and yeah. put a little production value in this things. Um, there's a here's a, another rock song. Yeah, back to a kind of uh, riff uh, going two chord, two chord, and then switching to another two chord, back and forth riff. Um, yeah. n- you know, nothing crazy here. Uh, Poison Arrow, I think you're just referencing may- maybe heroin. Yeah. I hate to think everything's heroin, but. <laughs> well, all flying away seems impaled on a candy sword. I mean, that's just it right there. On a candy sword, that's, that's a beautiful way of putting it. Yeah. When you that when you write a, when you write these songs that sort of have broad, not not generic necessarily, but just kind of yeah, because broad's a fine word to use. I'll just stop there. Uh, broad meanings to them. Yeah. Where they could be. That's what's great about it. You can put your own interpretation on it. Yeah, of course. Where heroin's one of those things. Where it's like, oh, that song's about heroin. Well, that's. Uh, I need yeah. it more than whatever. You, you can you can make anything about anything. Mm-hmm. When you have these kind of yeah, you had a little inside. general general type yes. type songs, um, I mean that's not that that's not and, and knocking to, it in any yeah. way. Yeah, it's it's in in most of the stuff it's it's about it's always I. It's not he or they. Well, it's they or I mostly. There's no no not really a specific she mm-hmm. or he in a lot of these things. Yeah, which is what I like, and that's what a lot of the old. Country songs where like gonna see my baby, we're gonna dance all night. You know it's not. I'm gonna go get my girl and we're gonna do girl and guy things. You know, that is kind of they they do. There is that uh, genre. If you keep it uh, just kind of neutral, you can sell it to anyone. Instead of really telling a story, yeah, you're kind of you're selling a general story. Yeah, like all right, then you can fill your little. You can you can fill the details, well, the color me, color by numbers. Yeah, style. your brain is gonna fill in different yes. blanks yeah. than my brain is. I really like the drum on this. The, yeah, the snare this, drum on this it. Stutter. It's got this great boxy sound. Yeah, um, just a nice little rock song. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's one of the higher ranked for me overall, but I think it just it fits that you know we had that mellow part. It, yeah, time to pick keeps it up the album going, and it has the cool breakdown in the. That's your da da da, that little stutter kind of. Well, we had a, we sang it, so you don't even have to listen. Yeah, to you it. don't even have That's to. That's exactly. How loud do you guys hear the the music right now? It's it's, it's a little medium. bit. It's right there. Yeah, it's right there. I hear it very little. Yeah, just right. So I don't know if it's my, if it's if you know we're getting we're getting. Um, I mean, I'm only getting one side, and it sounds fine. Yeah, I think it's. But okay. for for talking over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Um, just a little behind-the-scenes action there on the podcast. And wh- while we're talking, you can hear that weird guitar, whatever he's doing. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what that is, but it's a nice little skittish guitar yeah, solo. Yeah. Sounds like he's having like quick delay or echo. Or uh, yeah. Or um, could have just been the uh, expression pedal on Good tune. Oh, yeah. Keeps, yeah. keeps moving along. We're going to keep moving along. Number, Number eight. eight. Eyeball. Eyeball. So this is where young me was happy. Most just floored.
Yes. Doug, well, just uh, please explain where you were starting on this. This made you uh, as a uh, fifteen-year-old. It was one of those things that made me realize I could write music and it could be whatever I wanted it to be. You know, it's it's really just two riffs and some odd words, and you can. I mean, he creates a whole space with it. You know, that's it. To think of suck yeah, my suck over my that eyeball. riff. Yeah. I don't know how how they got there. No. I can't figure out, but it's perfect. But it fits. Um, and then going back to you saying, <coughs> you know, the voices, this, the voice on this one is definitely phased mm. a lot heavier yeah. than a lot of their other songs. So it's got this, this is a very trippy song. Um, trippy? Trippy. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And then I, in a hard rock way. The, the riff... Uh, at the beginning is just it's a standard well yeah sort of I mean it's heavy like, metal riff yeah. but it's, uh, it's, like a, it's like yeah. a Sabbath or Zeppelin it's like Soundgarden Black, Black Dog or some shit <coughs> and the other part I really like it um, is right before the chorus it kind of ends with uh, the riff and then the drummer just it's like a stop song and he comes in boom 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 yeah, yeah, into yeah. the chorus you know I like those little pauses and this is this is another one that just I love the long outro on this. And you Me too. May, you guys no. may disagree on this one as well, but nope. I it's and they get all ah, they start getting all mad. No, this is the when they start screaming. Like, yeah. No, and and again, it's not that I don't like long outros. I just think that one the nothing. No, no, no. But it didn't, apart, it didn't didn't really didn't work anything. for the song yeah. for you guys. The, the other one was yeah. just one of those slow yeah, the tempo yeah, yeah. down yeah. until you get to nothing. Yeah, this one's a, this one's a, a jam. But you kind of just said it until it gets to nothing. So the song was called Nothing. So maybe it was mm-hmm. the right idea. We they, just I'm had glad, a breakthrough. Guys. I'm glad they didn't listen to me. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, you were a great producer at 15, man. I was. Uh, I was. I don't remember if I liked the song as semen at producing. the time. <laughs> <laughs> onto the back of girls' heads. What's the yeah. semen, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, uh, since I hurt myself, I feel so I much feel so better. Much it's kind of like the uh, same year, great line. It's always funny until someone gets hurt, and then it's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. I, I still use that one too this day. I um, got here's a, the I screaming. Had a from Walmart. Is, um, I that. Is, uh, is this Chris screaming in the background? Great song. But keep going, keep going. Dig it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, it's you're kind of freaking out. Sounds like your eyeball might be getting sucked out, or just uh, may, I, I feel like they're tripping on that song. Where it just yeah, it's, it makes me feel weird. It's a badass trip. Yes. Yeah. You're no longer in the nice comfort zone that they would put you in. You're not with the vampires on the mountain anymore. They no. lulled you out of that. Uh, you're no longer tasting the sun. Now you wish you were. Uh, with the in the hills on the vampire. Yeah. This next song, uh, for me, I, I don't mean I didn't mean to like 
make that be the next one. On to the next. This next song for me is kind of them have in their jokey, jokey joke meat puppet song. And my least favorite. Skip it. I don't even have that in my thing. Number nine? Number nine. Number ten. Oh, yeah, fuck. It's alright, we're doing Cobbler and we'll go back to For Free. Well, I like this song. You <laughs> 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 mean For Free? Yeah. <laughs> Cobbler was the one that I was saying is the. Uh... Oh, boy. Alright, uh, here we go. For Free. Number nine. Right. This is Cobbler. Oh, this is for free. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> now, the words of this one. Uh, the guitar work. <laughs> The no, song. For free, number nine. Doug, you said there's great guitar work going on. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, little. Again, back to their country. Yep, and you know, the Hendrix feel. Um, also, you know, uh, what's his name? Billy Gibbons, CC Top. Big influence as well. Yes, it was. Um, I feel like that, that riff's been around forever. Oh, or yeah. has been yeah, used yeah. a thousand. Oh, yeah. da, 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 it's da, just the slide. And it's catchy as shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're talking about the wrong song. <laughs> I, I did it again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this song, the, so. <laughs> for free. Um, That's is, what is, George is, works yeah. for, for, free. That's right. <laughs> The quality is so high. <laughs> for Jesus. free is kind of just uh, it, it's 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 uh, not vanilla, but it's it's it, it it's kind of a continue the album in the same have like yeah. a two three two three kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, I, style structure yeah. at least so far in the album. Uh, and, that's what they've been doing. And I like the sound of it when it's starting. I just don't feel like it goes anywhere for me. It just it, it kind of just mm. sounds the same. Mm. Yeah. And it's not a bad, it's not a terrible song. It's just, yeah. it doesn't... I mean, I, I really like the song, but it's not one that I remember. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and to hear this, it's like... If this is the one they kept on, what didn't they put yeah. on? You know what I mean? It's right. like, it's there, I, there had to be a better song. I think, I, I think. I think that this one could And I really been. do like this song a lot. But, um, 
It's it is it is actually kind of short. It is too. That's why I can handle. You know, it. to me, it's almost like the last. It's almost like coming down the mountain. For the, from, the album, yeah, you know what I mean. It could be the ending song because it goes, and then it's done. You know, I'm actually glad you brought up that. I think if they maybe threw that in earlier, mm-hmm. and did a little change up just to add a little more excitement, it just seems like it, it drags and for a short song. Yeah, it just seems a little too. I mean, it's still for for four twenty nine. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, so I mean, maybe a short for by many people's standard song, but. Yeah. You know, four minutes, four and a half minutes is yeah. still a longer song. Yes, yes, it is. You're right. So yeah, so after that, this is when we're <laughs> we're gonna get back to where we. Okay, so what song are we doing next? Everybody's gonna agree on what the song <laughs> is and what the. Well, now we're gonna get two cuts from Chris. These next two songs are Chris Kirkwood That's numbers. That's the bass players. Yes, mm-hmm. the the heroin addict at the time. He uh, apparently at this time and, and the album before. The drummer was saying he was pushing like I want my songs. I'm using little George Harrison here. I, mm-hmm. I want two songs on each album. Mm-hmm. It was the last one and this one. Here we go, Cobbler. song, need new shoes, something's the matter with your soul. Doug farted. <laughs> You've been having the same pitch in your farts yeah. uh, tonight. It's a, it's a low B. And it went with cobbler. So, uh, <laughs> it's probably going to smell soon. Uh, it smells like a foot. The part I, I do like in this song, too, is the the bridge when he starts going, hitting that little rant. <laughs> 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 I put one that I had on. Um, a bad impression of this song. Look, I'm going to get me a new beer. Okay. Yeah, it's going to help out your uh, production. <laughs> yeah, <really>. performance. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a man who... I don't know. I have no idea what the song's about. He wants... New shoes. It's a pretty standard song that you're saying. I mean, to me, it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a traveling song. If he doesn't actually need shoes, he needs, he's in need of, you know, love. More drugs. Yeah. Well, same thing that they always need. They need a place to go. They need a woman. They need, you know, this, that, and the other thing. You know, some elevating pills. Yeah. Get him up. Looking for some drugs. And here's that little. Yeah, giant big taboo. But this little rant that we're listening to now, it's a pretty funny part. I, I, I think without it, it it wouldn't stand out, but this, this part I, I like. Uh, and then they do the inside of the piano. Kirkwood's contributions, and the next one is right after it. Yes. Number 11. Inflatable. It's kind of another Tom Petty song there. Yeah. Just the way he's, you know, 
That's what I wrote. Another one of those tones that when I was mostly playing bass was trying to find how to get that. All the crispiness, but also still have the body because you can suck all the balls out of um, your bass tone using like a really high gain anything. And it just nails it. But again, it's a studio album. They're able to just fucking spend days if they needed to. I don't imagine they did. For them, it they this was one of their longest in recording yeah. time because they, I I think Huevos and one of them they did in like three days they just yeah, went in went yeah. out um, but yeah it's not like some bands where they take a year or whatever yeah but well, it's the thing months. it's there to me it doesn't seem like they're writing in the studio you know no which some bands have the luxury to do you just kind of come in and hey let's sit on this rug yeah you know. But they were given a lot more money. Whatever they were given in advance for Too How to Die, they got double that for this one. So there was money to spend and time to uh, to burn. We're falling Solo. Apart Pull it up. Here's the solo for... Uh... It's another one of those songs. Like I said, the last two really, as a young wannabe poet, songwriter, douchebag, um, it just they really spoke to me, riff wise, um, lyric wise, and tone, everything about it. You know? Yeah, I do really love the bass on this. Um, I I have to say that the riffs sound very similar yeah, for to his the, songs, yeah. they, and and you can hear that in some of the other songs too it goes like a standard song and then it'll go into some weird spot and that's usually what he would bring to the table yeah it's like hey this is you know get bored let's do something and or you know sometimes it just happens get a little more out there yeah. and then they aggressive. go into the they like to get weird at the end yeah. uh add a little extra noise um yeah so that these two songs are good together i think i think for me they're a little too same songy sounding mm-hmm. But maybe that's especially back to back like yeah back to back it does it 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 kind of one one accentuates the if other if you play yeah. the intro from one and then write the intro the other yeah. it sounds like it yeah. could be another version of the same song mm-hmm. I do like how they add the the little production his voice bouncing around yeah, it's kind yeah. of goofy it's I don't know it's it's out there um, and I, I think again it's their kind of attitude they don't really give a shit this yeah. is what no they and that's I mean you listen to the early albums and this kind of doing all that yeah it's kind of referencing back. So um, we're coming up on the last two songs. Hopefully we uh, we'll keep these in order, and uh, we'll move on with Sweet Ammonia. Feel 
this out of the water. Spineless majesty swallows a grin. I, I, and I like the chorus in here. This is another yeah. sweet chorus. We're back to... I think back to I, these last two songs kind of go back to that pretty. We, yeah. It's you got a nice little wave, kind of get the distortion uh, uh, songs, then you mm -hmm. get that little pretty moment. Then it starts picking up. You get the punk, more mm -hmm. punky songs, and now we're kind of tailing off. Yeah, I think it went almost five songs that are of you know kind of heavy, heavier yeah. tunes. Which um, for and, album and one, this isn't this isn't a, like a slower. This isn't you know head or anything. But it's, well, it's, it's almost still, like it's it's both of them. Yeah, yeah. It's got that the heavy part, and then it's got the sweet chorus. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's they can write really to me a really moody song. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and that's like I said. I think it's the, the chemistry between the two of them bringing something to the table. You know, it's like the you know, cobbler and inflatable are written by Chris. You know, and that's they say it. But you know, this sounds like both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like Kurt had maybe more of the songs up front. Yeah. Well, well to me, solo. it sounds like he had the chorus. Yeah. And was like, you got anything, man? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, and then was able to build off of that. That's you true. Know? It does have that um, feel to it. Because this is like so strong, you know? To me, anyways. It's really defined, and then it's like the others. Like, it goes into this awesome part here. And now all I think is Tom Petty, once you said that. Well, you, I, I, I'm on home in brainwash. This, this ending too the pull the muscle inside my thinking not using my head for a while <laughs> unearthing the tunnel underground I bury my head in the sky I think times just get lost for a little while a little, little break from uh, from the day to day gonna get stoned yeah you know, there's a seed on the wind there's a rose in the seed on the petals of the rose and the smell of sweet ammonia I think it's just Stop and smell the roses. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, there you go. C goes and continues with the uh, what a the poetic, the poetic uh, yeah. imagery. Yeah, lyrics there. Beautiful. It's not a it's not a hardcore lyric. Right there, mm -mm. You're not gonna see uh, punk rockers right there. Mm -hmm. you if you well, I mean, I think as much as people love you know punk rock and, and a lot of stuff, it, it's not. It's a lot of it isn't. Think about things, and no. you know, it's a bit. <laughs> well, yeah, it depends on what you're looking for. I'd say, yeah, because some of it is thoughtful, but um, a lot more brash and brash and direct in, yes. in, in getting there. Yeah, that, that's more or less where I'm at. Um, I like that there's a little guitar solo kind of going on underneath, even at the end mm -hmm. of the chorus. Yeah. It's just kind of floating underneath there. And I think we're going to go right into the next, the final song. Yeah. Chemical Garden.
harmonizing coming in for the chorus. Very nice. Yeah, beautiful. I imagine this song just being, seeing them like at a festival where everybody is in that, you know, music festivals and there's certain parts of the day where everybody is kind of looking around and happy or, or feeling like that collective, yeah, 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 collective, yeah. like, oh, this is awesome. We're having an enjoy. I can, I can imagine Meat Puppets playing in this and everybody just kind of swaying back like, and forth, right. and, like imagining, you know, a, a beautiful little time. Um, yeah. It, it feels like it's, it's, someone trying to describe a day a, a day starting uh, almost like an alien like orange and blue the fire is starting shimmering through the chemical garden it just sounds like the beginning of a day but not saying it in the most obvious kind yeah. of sentence yeah. just put it into poetry but I'm, you know to me the chemical garden is your head you know what I mean you get all this stuff floating around and you kind of sort through it and then you have to deal with the way light's reflecting off of this and that and your brain's processing things that you don't even know about it's interesting that you said that because when I brought up the science part, this was the song that he kind of referenced to. Yeah. Thinking more in science because someone asked, "Is this a drug song?" And he's like, "No, it's what, not not in that aspect. I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not in the chemical garden." Being yeah. High. No, to me, it's just like I mean, we're essentially just ball of chemicals, you know. Yeah, and I like where you said it's more in your in your head behind these black eyes, a story is playing out. That that voice in your head yeah. that's oh yeah on right now, yeah. even as you talk. Um, the top of a cloudy hill, the verdict is red. I know you're there. Um, and yeah, it's just that great ending album. Yeah, yeah no, it, 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 it hits just like. They went out. They went out sweet. Yeah. yeah. But uh, this is a straight country song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing, no frills. And, and that's that doesn't get progressive. Is, you know, I've gone from metal to this to that to the other thing and it all comes back to just regular rock and roll or a little bit weirder rock and roll and, and country twinged things yeah the thing with with these guys is you could just grab an acoustic guitar and play most of their songs there's, there's certain phases maybe not but this album is certain yeah mm-hmm. it sounds like he probably wrote a lot of this maybe on acoustic yeah and then after this he does a solo album Oh, called Snow, and he said in interviews that he hadn't played electric guitar in four or five years. Really going back to the nice. Just acoustic, yeah. It's a decent album. Yeah. It actually is, is pretty good, but it's it's really stripped, stripped down, you know. So he can't um, hide behind all the noise. Yes, yeah, yeah, no. voice and, and, it's, and it's funny, because he he, you can almost hear him, is, to me, the self-consciousness. Oh, by myself. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, where's, where's my brother? Um, then after that, he was in the band with Chris Novoselic. Eyes Drift. Yeah. And, um, and bu- Bud from Sublime. Sublime. Never heard it. Neither have I. And, uh, I heard maybe that's a, one that's song. That's a nice little combination of a band. I heard yeah, at, least in, uh, at least on paper. On yeah. paper, yeah. yeah. I heard not such good things. I actually, it's, uh, it's kind of cool that you brought that up because I completely forgot. Um, this was probably 2002. Think so, Early two yeah. thousands, I a friend of mine out here went to go see the show mm-hmm. um, at the Troubadour, small venue because they're just a small yeah. band, obviously. Um, went to go see it for that, just for the names. Didn't know anything about it. Opening band, these guys from Kentucky, My Morning Jacket. Ah, didn't, nice. He didn't know who they were, and he was like, the, "These guys blew." Oh yeah, eyes adrift. Like, yeah, like yeah. you have to listen to this band. 
and I mean, I'm a huge that's Ron Jeff fan, but th it's kind of funny that they went to go see one show, and, and that's the great thing about having openers of whatever. Someone steps up and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, can't rely just on your uh, your resume there. No, and, and I, again, I'm judging by I haven't even heard it, so how dare I say it wasn't good? And just, they were. I mean, maybe and the opening band was My Morning Jacket. If it was some, you know, the McFucktards or whatever. <laughs> the McFucktards. <laughs> if those guys were on, like, oh, they had a great set, and that you never heard anything about yeah, it. Yeah, that yeah. story is not sexy because you went saw My Morning Jacket and. It laid, they later became who you know as my morning yeah. jacket. Not to take the experience away. Yeah. But, uh, you know. But when he told me that, I mean, there was no, we didn't know who they were. What uh, what album was that? It still moves. Yeah. Around that time. But, uh, yeah. So that's why you should go see shows, because the opening band might blow you away as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, Closing band might blow you. You might get blown. Might and uh, I think they blew you pretty well with this last song to send you on your way to uh hell yeah let's all die um so that's it that's no joke 13 songs any and uh um for people who listen to this and maybe not know the meat puppets what albums that's not no joke would you recommend them listen to i would say live in montana live in montana 1987 uh the three of them at like just high speed peak and it is fucking phenomenal they do um there's some old kind of cabaret stuff. They do Sabbath. They do Roy Orbison. They do their own mm -hmm. stuff. Um, it's just a fucking phenomenal album. Andy gets hit in the face with a bottle, I think, at the end, which is pretty cool. <laughs> nice. And he gets pissed <laughs> off. They got a great sound guy, um, and they're tweaking it out with just the effects and everything like that. But, I mean... Each album is different, but that's yeah. what I would say, and it would capture what they were at, you know, in their hottest kind of blaze, wherever they were, um, but my God, it's good. Up on the Suns are another really good album. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll, I, you could name every album I go, yeah, yeah but... That's how, I mean, my, the album, again, the two albums I listen to, I like those ones because, well, fuck, those are the ones I listen to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, exactly. you know, yeah. um, I mean, obviously you guys being bigger fans than I, uh, yeah. But I, I just I just started getting into now that Doug got me back in the Meat Puppets world. Listen to this album so much, you just kind of want to listen to even the lesser known albums. Or mm -hmm. for me, and I've been listening to the album Mirage, mm -hmm. which again is the one I was yeah. kind of talking about. This little psychedelic, a lot heavy synth. The drums sound like I don't know, just yeah. like a, t a drum machine. It and, and the thing with uh, maybe people say this with a lot of bands, but these guys. If you just give it a couple more listens instead of just judging that off that yes. first feeling, because mm -hmm. it, yep. it does something, they they throw you off a little bit. Yeah, because even even music. yeah even even as a fan, it's like oh the production on this one is completely different than the one that I really like or yeah. whatever. From the first album to Me Puppets Two, completely different production, and then they go to uh, uh, Up on the Sun, yeah, like country com completely different, Quavos is closer to some of the they don't have synth on it but the drum sound starts getting compressed and, yeah. and, and turning closer to a drum machine but um, a band that just they go so many different directions um, I always stay true to themselves it seems like I yeah. never sold out even though I guess this one yeah. no joke is yeah. their sellout worse and, and through the bullshit they came back together and, and like I said the last uh, every time I see them 
they get better. And this is a testament. If this is their worst album, then, yeah. uh, then wow, well yeah, played. Yeah. I'm all right with it. Well done. Yeah, if yeah. The, uh, nine albums in and this is their worst one, then just things get better. If you mm-hmm. go back, then they're, okay, yeah. fine. Take that advice as well. I mean, and not for nothing, uh, I mean, you know, everybody knows and loves Nirvana, and Kurt Cobain, Meat Puppets being Kurt Cobain's one, you know, one of his favorite bands. There's something to be said on that. People that you like, they you, you go want to listen to shit that they, you know. Oh yeah. You want to listen yeah. to shit they listen to, and Meat Puppets, uh, pi- you know, Pixies, and yeah. and whatever. Those are the two guys that, I mean, Pixies, I think, and uh, and the Melvins. The third one I was thinking yeah. about, yeah. Meat Puppets, Melvins, and Pixies. Kurt Cobain, you know, says Analyze. those are kind yeah. of his, and uh, what do you call his, it? Talks about Os, them all Os the time. too. From, um, something like that. Well, and another thing is in '92, uh, guitarist John Frusciante was quitting a band, Zero Chili Peppers, and he actually came out and jammed with the Meat really, Puppets. He was in a really, really bad. He spot. was in a horrible spot, but uh, he said the only other band he would ever play for. Was the the so going again to you, th- another yeah. musician, you another great musician, and all he wanted, if he was gonna play with another band, mm-hmm. is the Meat Puppets. So, yeah. and I, I mean, I bet a lot of musicians or a lot of bands will take, sub, will, will be influenced by Meat Puppets really without even being able to place it or, or oh yeah, or or you know, oh, yeah. oh this is a direct uh, Meat, well, meat that's, Puppets Well, that's the thing. That's the thing for me. Like those riffs and things like that. Before I was even playing an instrument or writing music it was stuff that I was I was humming or hearing yeah. or something like that mm-hmm. and then having somebody kind of lead the way for you and then seeing the lyrics and things like that and you know I was writing poetry and things like I didn't know they were going to be songs but yeah. it's like holy shit this can be done and you can do it your own way and that's what they to me what they always did and you know I mean they're they're a musician's band yeah you know like yep. comics comic musician's band being like they're they're they are a uh, cult not cult classic. What's it called? They have they have a cult following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's but, a and, band and that the thing did is meet they, the prime time. They they are today still a cult following kind yeah. of band. Yeah. And they wear their heart on their sleeve, and they've done it from the beginning. It's like, hey man, this album sucks because fucking we were so fucked up. Yeah. There's an article, and he tells you what drugs they were taking on the first five albums. Yeah, it's like acid, <laughs> MDMA, yeah. beer, weed, yeah, beer, beer weed. weed. Um, and cocaine, and that's when it gets into the like, sense, like the synthy, like, <laughs> Dude, co- something yeah. about cocaine and sense. Yeah, I mean. ha- there is, there's got to be some sort of scientific <laughs> cal- uh, um, correlation between the two. Yeah, there well, just has to be. Yeah, I well, I think the drummer called that Mirage the synth album, like, their that was their psychedelic, ma- in his eyes, their psychedelic masterpiece, or yeah. their psychedelic epic. Yeah, um, so who knows? I mean, they were probably doing it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was more prevalent at that time. Um, so, yeah, I would check out all their albums. Powerful um, Meat Puppets. We, uh, as we tend to go out on the song, what song would you guys like to... Uh... Well, since Doug picked them, he might as well maybe eyeball. I don't know, you pick the, the song you want. Oh, Doug is also in a band. He's the lead singer. Write, writes all the songs uh, and sleeps with everyone that would Psychic like dog. to sleep with them. Psychic Dog. Psychic Dog. You want Psychic this is well, what they do on other podcasts. Would you like to plug any of your stuff, Doug? Yeah, Psychic Dog. <laughs> Go to uh, Bandcamp. Check it out. It's rock and roll, beer drinking music. I can vouch um, for at least one album. Yeah, I, I stole one of your CDs. I'm going to listen to it. Uh, 
Adios huevos. Adios huevos. I, I, I mean, that's the thing is where the three guys in the band are large meat puppets fans. So um, we don't. Hear it. We don't. We don't. We don't kind of wear it on the. No. We don't whip it out like that. But um, there's an energy that they give you. So. Yeah. So check out Psychic Dog. Psychic and, Dog. And, and, and the, 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 again, with meat puppets, I like how they're. I like when a band brings, and for rock and roll, brings country or brings another aspect exactly. of music together because mm-hmm. it's just fucking music yeah. at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. And and they kind of downplayed their music, musicality on this album, like some of the stuff they can do on banjos and on acoustic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've kind of stripped that away to make a nice, pop rock record. Yeah. And that's what and, they did. And you can check out uh, Chris Kirkwood. He actually has his own podcast where he relives some of this stuff with some of his yep. musical heroes. People oh. he was on the road with and stuff like that. The guy is electric. He's just this little weirdo who mm. loves to talk about music, and he's, he's got his own jive language, and it's it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, check it out. Um, Chris Kirkwood Pop. You know what it's yeah. called? Yeah. Chris Kirk, Chris Kirkwood Pop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They got um, a Facebook page, and you can go from there. But uh, it's it's great. It's fun. Sweet. Well, uh, third podcast done, Doug. Yeah, thank you, thanks, so much thank for you guys your... for having me. Um, sludging through this I with hope us. it gets better Bessie, Bessie. <laughs> we did something that we never had done before on you know have in, a really handsome in, guy on the podcast that's true yeah um, for radio Doug Doug uh, what song he's got a beard folks we yeah. actually all have beards. Doug what song you want to go on uh, do um do, do cobbler something to listen to do the right cobbler not the other cobbler yeah don't do the for free cobbler go now with the cobbler, cobbler. alright everybody thank you uh, for listening love you